Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I woke up this morning. The sun was out. I just, I, I, you I felt good. I did. I, I feel different. I feel like you know what? I have a better, a better mental. I have a better focus and a better attitude about this. Um, and maybe that's just today. Yeah, I woke up with "Don't worry, be happy" stuck in my head. Which, you know, listen. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> let's let's not worry. Let's be happy. I I think the shock of all of this has worn off for me. Yeah. And also the idea that I can only control what I can control. Yeah, for sure. And you just have to get through every day, every day. That's and right. so I'm uh I'm waking up, I'm feeling good, I'm I'm trying to use Twitter less and yeah, um, same. You know use yoga more. Use yeah. the uh Nintendo more. Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to limit the Nintendo only because I don't want to get tired of it. That's right. That's true. So I'm, it's it's like a drug where I'm like I was I was so excited for it to come. Yes. And I was like, okay, we can only play like right. an hour a day. Can't can't get addicted to it. But I feel like we should play like <laughs> I feel like we should play more than 1 hour today. Jeff was on the podcast today. On the podcast today is Big Body Best. Oh man, and we talked to him about like everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I don't things, think you're things get, I didn't expect. I don't think you're gonna focused plan with him. No, it that sort was, of goes this way and that. That was so much fun. But um, he's he's awesome. We had real life Kazim. Shout out to Kaz who is uh, starting a new podcast called Say Less. He has a whole bunch of great guys over there on his uh, on his guest list. Yep. And we also had Mike Geronimo, the very much awaited yes. interview. Yeah. Shout out to Mike Geronimo. But Queens. we like we're gonna do a full interview with him at one point. Yeah. He's just a great guy who is uh, very centered and very focused. And so I think this episode is really cool because you get like the political stuff, you get the mental stuff, you get the wild stuff. It's just all really great and uh, a good idea of where we're at as a nation right now. So first, let's get on the phone with Big Body Bess. Yo. Yo. Body. We're shaking. Yo, what's happening? How are you living these days? Man, I'm always living good, living free, man. I can't complain. Yo, okay, biggest question right now. You know that, like, uh, all the states have been like, yo, we got a lockdown. That means that people can't go to certain businesses that are not essential, which includes barbershops. What are you doing to look fresh every day? I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't close every business, you know what I'm saying? As long as there's a lobby or a building, there's <laughs> always going to be a business open, man. So, so you you're know, not going to... You know, who needs a chair to cut some hair, man, you know? You're not I gonna... get my hair cut in the street. I get my hair cut in the train station. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to take the clippers to yourself, though. No, nah, I mean, you know what I mean? I might do that. Yeah, I might just do that to myself, but now nah, I like to get my all work done by somebody, you know? Registered, you know? Yo, did you ever have anything like... Yeah, uh, Anthony Mason, yeah, you know? Yeah, carved into the side of your head like Anthony Mason. Yeah, I used to get, like, two lines on the side of my head. Like, I wouldn't get the full moon and like that. I'd get, like, two lines on my head, but... Like a racing stripe? <laughs> I was more into, like, getting cuts on my body. I mean... <laughs> what, like, diesel? <laughs> nah, nah, you know, I'm into, like, you know, I'm into earning my scars, you know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. of course. I only want to be marked up if I earned it. I, I hear you. I hear you. So, uh, body. What's going on with y'all, man? How's everything with y'all? How's it going? Everything's good. We uh, we're getting through every day, every day. Yeah. Uh, I bought a super. I, I bought an NES. Yep. The right. Nintendo original. Um. So like you know we're living it up over here in quarantine, not seeing anybody. 
Nah, man, y'all some legends, man. We're going to sit down and do the real interview, man. Yeah, for gotta... sure. Oh, man, that, that hour and a half is going to be legendary. Oh, we're going to make that movie, believe me. Man. A lot of things going to be discussed, you know, all facts. Yep. A lot of situations. We're here for it. But, Body, uh, we understand that recently you were hanging out with our guy, Jay Worthy. You were hanging out with Fraud. You guys were... French. Yep. You guys were uh, in the studio working. What... I'm not so yeah, Fraud is my brother for life, man. You already know what that is, man. So, what are we... What, right what, there. You already know, man. I'm, son, son, I will invent <laughs> violence for him, man. I will come up with new forms of violence for that, man. <laughs> what are we looking forward you, man, to, though? My life. What's the and best... Jay Worthy, too, man, is a good brother right there, man. We're making some hits out there. Great, we dude. We got some heat on the way, man. I got this body language all ready to go. Everything is ready. It got pushed back a little bit because it is, but it's coming out in April. It's going to be a movie, man. I got so many situations on the table, man. We got a podcast coming. Oh, shit. You know, What's the name of the podcast? Situation, man. It's all life. We got the building with bodies. We got crazy situations coming, man. This is a I lot of information. Say, listen, I also want to say for real, man, Free Tax Stone. Oh, yeah. yeah my definitely. Life, man. definitely. Without him, a lot of things were going on, man. I just want to say that, you know what I mean? Because shit is crazy right now, but he be home soon. Yeah, how is he doing? Have you talked? I mean, how, when, how often yeah, do you I talk to him? him all the time, man. He's doing great, man. Let me tell you this, man. My man right now, you know, his freedom was taken from him, but he's still free. A lot of y'all out there, you mean y'all in jail, but y'all free, if you know what I mean. Yep. Yeah, I remember him, like, coming on our, on our thing, and he was like, like, he was like, I, I love things, it in there. The things he's going through, man, he still makes sure to call me all the time, make sure I'm doing good, man. Keep pushing me, motivating me. Yo, how I mean, much? There's a lot of things behind the scenes, man. People don't know about, you know. Buddy, how much do you appreciate the people who, even before everyone was locked, you know, locked down for the coronavirus and all that, the people who would just reach out on a regular day to check in on you? I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I got a lot of good people behind me. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate everybody who calls in because people know my life is hectic, man. Like, I don't put my life out there all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how I move. I move strategic, brother. You know what I'm saying? I can't put my whole life on Instagram and. Twitter and all that, you know what I mean? People know what it is, man. We just move that we gotta move, but at the end of the day, people that fuck with me genuinely know what it is. Like, if you could call body your people, your friend, you know I'm rough at the end of the day, man. If you could really fuck with me, then you know you built for that. And if I fuck with you, you know what it is, man. It's forever. That's you know, super nothing dope. I won't do for my peoples, man. You know what it is, man. Like, it's bigger than entertainment. It's bigger than anything, man. It's life, you know? What is your weapon of choice in the board game Clue? <laughs> the what? The board game Clue. Ah, oh, man. The, I never played Clue, man. But what? Nah, I never played Clue, man, because I don't like those type of games, man. It's just like clues, evidence, DNA, things like that. I don't know how to get away from that shit, man. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that the body doesn't play games. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I don't you know what I'm saying. Like, I might, like, I might, like, you know, I, I played Candyland before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was, you know, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, they had bad board games. I was in a lot of detention centers and, like, juvenile places, man. Like, I don't like board games, you know? Like, I don't like books with more than 30 pages in them. So what do you do during your downtime? What are you doing now? Are you watching a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix? No, nah, I'm still outside. I just move small. Like, I'm saying, I'm going outside, but I'm not going to be in large groups. Like, if, if I'm, like, 40 deep or 30 deep in the street, we walk in pairs of twos. Yeah. So, everybody, that we walk in size order. <laughs> so, where do you fall in size order? Is, is there someone who is, like, you know, just, if like... If I fall, somebody catches me. No, no. Who's, who's the most gigantic person in your in your crew? I mean, I can't say his name, but he's, like, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, Goddamn. Okay. Oh, is he, like, 6'9"? Who, who's the we smallest person? His, we don't say his name. We just make noises. And he <laughs> 
who speaks in Spanish noises. <laughs> Who's the smallest person in your crew? The smallest person? He's like probably six three. Got, oh shit! Oh, so that's like everybody's big. Good heart, no, you're all you're all like he football size. But he got a good heart. You're all football team sized. Yeah, you know what it is, though. I got because we grew up in the '90s, man. When like when all the hormones was in the food, you know what I mean. Before <laughs> everything was like you don't know good for you. You're not you're not taking creatine or shit that like just will like disappear when you don't have water, right? Nah, hell no. I'm only fucked with high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> has 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 the coronavirus changed your diet whatsoever? Nah, I ain't gonna lie. I've been working out though. I've been on my shit. I dropped thirty six pounds. Wow. Thirty six. I'm lifting weights. I'm doing my shit again, man. I'm back on it, man. What are you preparing for 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 the new release? No, for the apocalypse. I'm preparing for more success, man. <laughs> I hear you. Gotta you. prepare for more success. Listen, you know, as life goes on, and as you know, I invest in more jewelry and leather and expensive denim. I have to prepare myself. The body has to be a weapon. Mm. Whether it's a weapon for love or a weapon for war. Or a weapon for clue. Who has <laughs> Who has now, the What's up with you with these board games? <laughs> love you a good board game. That clue fucking money, man. By the way, this is sponsored by Battleship. That's right. Yeah. Clue, clue, no shit. <laughs> Wait, who has more who has better leathers, you or K Slay? Mm. Oh, I mean, I gotta say, we both have we both have different leathers. I can't say whose is better. Yeah, my man always has a good leather game and always a good length on the leather. We don't do belly jackets. <laughs> Wait, what was what was your favorite um, DJ drop growing up? The the who? What was your favorite DJ drop growing up? I gotta be honest with you. I love that Clue shit, man. Clue had the good freestyles, good the good drop. He had the simple, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just clue, and then it was like right to the track. It wasn't like a hundred thousand things and try to act tough and try to promote, you know, like diet Gatorade and all that. <laughs> Body, if if you guys run into two people who are both wearing eight ball jackets, what do you do? You got to see who has the better fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, you know what it is. <laughs> Man, at the end of the day, it's like, listen, you know, I got to explain something to you, man, because this, this is a real shit. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there. You could buy the gear. You know, you could get the haircut. You could get the gold chain. You could get all the accessories, but it doesn't have the same nostalgic behind it. You feel me? Yep. Yeah. It's like it's like this. It's like, let me break it down like this. It's like if Bill Gates goes and buys a Rolex, a presidential, and he's in it. That's cool. But, you know, I'm going to still respect it. But if my man Flacco from up the block goes and gets it and he's on the corner with it, that shit means so much more. Because mm-hmm. I know when this struggle and there was something behind getting that, you understand? Yeah. It's different. It's like people out here, like, you know, they go and they shoot their videos in the hood. They don't, they're not from. Right. In front of projects that they don't belong in. Yep. And they're throwing up these imaginary gang signs and it's like. They're trying to play the part. I understand that, you know, when it's picture time, you get awkward and you don't know what to do with your hands. So you think you have to throw up a sign. Right. But that's going to get you caught up. Yeah. And you're going to influence a kid from Nebraska to do that, and he's going to have an issue. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my whole thing is this, man. You don't have to imitate it all the time. You feel me? Just be you. Just be yourself, man. It's like sometimes it's like, listen, not everybody could be the boss, man. Somebody got to hold the door open. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm great at holding doors open. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're a sick man. 
<laughs> they don't got medicine, man. So are you What's going on with y'all, man? What's going on, man? Put me on, man. What kind of dance moves you been doing lately? I'm yeah, I'm doing all the TikTok moves. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my renegade is crazy. <laughs> Yo, we're just trying not to go crazy around here, you know? It's like every every time you go to the grocery store, you don't want to worry about, like, the other people around you. We're trying to, like, you know, be mindful of everybody's social distancing and everything that's... that's nah, uh, but y'all some good brothers, though, man. Y'all call and check in on me all the time. So number. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all, no, we, we, we definitely appreciate you. We're looking forward to when you do sit up here. Yeah. Uh, how is your family doing? My family's good, man. I've been checking on my pops, man. He's all right, man. He don't believe in this, man. You know, he he come from a hard life. You know what I'm saying? He thinks it's a conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? Really? Well, he thinks it's a conspiracy to just to sell medicine. And I'm like, nah, Bob, it's not like that. You, you know what I mean? Like, your dad's not on Reddit, is he? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know how it goes, though, man. He did time in Albania, man, because of a snitch. So his mind is already, you know, he doesn't trust nobody. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't trust cell phones. He doesn't trust a lot of things. So is he, he watching? He shoelaces. He only has Velcro sneakers. You know what I mean? He He's... doesn't trust shoelaces? Like it's big shoelace? <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't have shoes until he was like a grown man. So, you know, he's still iffy about them, you know? Does he watch like cable news? Is he all like fixated on that? He's all about CNN and Al Jazeera. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that's what he's all about. And where's 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 your? Come, you know what it is though. Like you know, I come from an immigrant family. Like like most immigrant families always have a stack of blankets in the living room. There's <laughs> just a random stack of blankets on the couch. <laughs> Do you have that in your crib? Of course. Yeah. I have all sorts of things, man. Wait, so you don't I'm know? A cultured man, you know what I mean? You, you don't. Move. You don't know why it's there. Just you just know to have it in your you know place. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how did you meet uh, Action first? Ah, uh, man, I've been actually brought into to a mutual person that was, uh, man, I can't really say like what they did, but yeah. it was somebody in the street where I have a mutual person we knew, and then I met him again. Wait, how old were you? You you were young. <clears throat> I was uh, 17, I believe. Wow. Yeah, Mayhem too. I met at, uh, I met them at a turning point in my life. Are these like your longest like friendships? I wouldn't say longest, not enough, but I've definitely, uh, you know. Something I cherish, Yeah, for sure. We have to, you know, make different friendships, you know what I'm saying? Like, but those are definitely ones I cherish, though, you know what I'm saying? But I have other people that I grew up with more, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I remember we were going down to South by Southwest a couple years ago, and we ran into Action and Alchemist at the airport, right? And yeah. And everybody was mad that Alchemist checks his bags, and everybody else just did carry-on so they could get out, right? But Al was the only one who actually checked his bags, and then you got to wait for a half an hour. Yo, for the... Alchemist, you got to remember, he has to always pack all his magician equipment. <laughs> he has like, he has a portable treehouse. <laughs> like whenever he gets upset, he goes and hides in the treehouse. Um, can you talk about uh, being at Alchemist's house out there in L.A. and uh, like That's his? That's what I'm listening to. Me. That's one of my favorite places in the world. Hip hop hangs like, out be, there, I, and I'll be at Al's crib, man. Like. Schoolboy and everyone's out there. Fives and tens. No, I'm staying in Al's crib. I'm not going to a hotel. Yeah, I can stay wherever I want, but I choose to be there because that shit is like a fucking. It's like a group home with no rules. It's like everybody's there. Nobody's from the same hood. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's from somewhere else. You know, you sit down. You like intake in the lobby. You're like, yo, where you from? What's going on? Yeah, but who's the guy? He always got the. He always got fire drinks in his crib. Who's the guy who holds the door? Me. (laughs) His wallet's always laying around. You can help yourself to it. Like he's cool like that. Really? That's what I do. (laughs) You help yourself to everything in his wallet. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know what? I help myself to Al shit. That's my boy too, man. Wait, what are these fire drinks that he has? Oh, Al? Now, he always got, like, some crazy juices, like, some organic type of, like, um, apple, lemon, ginger. <laughs> He'll always have, like, some, uh, what's those shit, the ginger shots? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He all types of new I know front. Al's mad as what? Like, beyond just making ill music, my man is mad. You know, he has mad knowledge. Absolutely. He always puts me on to health things. He always tries to get me to be healthy. And are you? Are you healthy? Yeah, he's getting cut in the gym right now. I know you're 36 pounds down. I just didn't know if that was, like, based on, like... You know what it was, though? The tour life was getting to me, bro. Then the late night eating. Oh, yeah. And then the now. Then, you know, going through shit. Like, my boy's about to come home right now. Shout out to my bro, Rhino. He got, like, 50 in the wake-up. If he just you, sat down. He had a five-year sit-down. If you... So... If you if you had one like quarantine snack that you had to just hoard and like make sure that you got at your spot, what snack is that? What snack would I want right now? Yeah. Oh, if I had to have it in lockdown? Yeah. You know I'm gonna go for a nice Middle Eastern spread, man. Hmm. I'm gonna want a nice hummus. Mm. I'm gonna want some sort of shawarmas, some falafel on there. There you go. Nice pita bread. I know y'all can fuck with that. Come Absolutely. On, oh, is. hell yeah. This is not really a snack, but, you know. <laughs> nah, nah. Like a snack, you know what I mean? Like, no. Maybe, you know, some sort of Dominican love affair. <laughs> um, can you tell us anything? I saw Action was talking the other day about how Viceland was holding up the release of the new season of the show. Can you, you talk? Gotta, you gotta, yeah, that's true. And, I, you know, I got to give it to them, man, because, you know, Vice is slick. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when you say Vice, you can't just say, like, the name because there's people behind that name they're just right. trying to hide behind the name it ain't like every single person behind vice is doing it no of course there's some people over there that's a bunch of fucking coked up weirdo hipsters that don't respect shit they running around doing god knows what they lost a lot of money on all those lawsuits you know we know about all the payouts you know what i mean they're going through their own things yep and in the midst of all that it's like they holding back the show isn't come on it's like you know, you know what you're doing. And now is the now is the time when people need the show. They need the content. Yeah, people need the show, but you gotta remember, fuck that's delicious gonna be forever. It's like you you know, my man owns that show. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't own what somebody else created. It's like we all created it. You know, you can't create another big body. You can't make another action, a mayhem or else. So it's like we're still gonna do the show, regardless wherever it's at. If we bring it to BET, if we bring it to Hot 97, if we bring it over there, wherever we bring it to Foot Locker, wherever we bring <laughs> it So, are you concerned whatsoever traveling in the future? No, nah, I'm not worried about the traveling. What I'm really worried about is like, um, basically, like just you know, being able in case something does happen, might be able to get the health, you know. Yeah, I don't got health insurance. You know, I don't like putting my name on applications. Right. So I just like, you know, like my thing is this. If something does happen, are we going to be OK? Yeah, that's my thing. You know, I'm not worried about getting I'm worried about like if something happens, everybody going to be all right. Because I'm all right. I'm all, but I worry about other people who don't have the finances, you know? Yeah. Other people who are caught up. You know, all about the brothers and sisters that are in jail. Oh, my God. Or people that are locked up in the detention centers or people in the ICE centers. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on with them? Yeah. There's no yeah. cameras right now over there for them, you know? Actually, well, I mean, like, have, the homeless shelters right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you talked to Tax about, like, coronavirus going through where he's at? Yeah, but he ain't, Tax ain't worried about coronavirus. He got every other virus. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Shout out to Tax, I told him, man. I told him about those toilet seats at AutoZone, man. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's my bro right there, man. I heard he opened up a salon in his cell. That's my bro right there, man. Free tax, Stone East New York, you heard? That's right. Home street forever. That's my bro, man. We're going to get his eye fixed when he comes home, man. <laughs> Body, the new album is called what? It's called Body Language, man. And it's definitely dropping in April, right? It's definitely dropping in April. It's got six tracks. It's that, it's that, you know what it is, man. It's that three in the morning music, the after hour Latin activities, big body. You know what I'm bringing, man. You know what I do. I speak with my own ways. So it's body language. There's been a lot of impersonators, a lot of people trying to do what I do, speak how I speak, imitate the movements, but you know who the originator is. Yo, that's got to be the I most frustrating part when people try to be you, not just try to be someone else, just try to be you, you know? Yeah, but you know what? It's like it's like action told me. You can't put something out in the world and not expect people to be influenced by it. You feel mm, me? Yeah. It's like, how, how do I put out my art and then somebody's influenced and they kind of imitate it? How do I get mad at that? It's like the first guy who invented the jump shot. Is he mad at Michael Jordan? Mm. You feel me? Yeah. It's like the, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like somebody who invented the first pen or invented the first fucking beat machine. It's like at the end of the day, he's like, look, the first person who invented hip hop. Yeah, but you mad at him or somebody else. Come on, at the end of the day, it is what it is. But yeah. you're, all you're, I gotta say is this: anybody in this world who ever made a dollar off of hip hop owes love to the Bronx. Mm. Don't you ever speak bad about the Bronx in your fucking life. Yeah. Well, that's what I want to say, man. I fuck with y'all heavy. It's the real yeah. big body interview coming soon. We're going to make a movie. It's going to be on film. Yeah. I'm getting the whole thing catered. I'm going to bring 5,000 people with me. None of them know each other. Body. Uh, uh, also, listen, I want to make a big shout out to my brother for fucking life. My man, Amir. Yo, blame, blame the, the label. label. Such a good That's dude. That's my brother right there, man. Peace to him, man. Amir I know is the greatest. Hard times right now. All right, Peter, his pops, man. You know, for what sure, most definitely. Yeah. You know, we fucking love you, you heard? You know what it is. I wait. By the way, before you leave, you have to make me one promise. I need you to do an R and B remix of Body Language with Trey songs. Wow. Oh, that's crazy you said that because I do got an R&B remix coming out with a whole bunch of tape. Oh, shit. It's tape of, it, yeah, it's called the... Yo, that's crazy you said that. Yo, same mind, st mind state right now. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah, it's called Body and Blues. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's be a B&B &B, so I took the R out. It's just B&B. &B. Yo, Body, stay healthy. Stay stay safe out there. Uh, keep marching in, in sets of twos, you know? And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. <laughs> we'll be checking in on you soon. We love you, Body. Take care, all right? I appreciate y'all, man. God bless Terror Squad, man. All right, take care. Tony Sunshine. All right, let's try. Kaz. Sort of anticlimactic when he doesn't pick up on the first <laughs> ring. Hello? Kaz. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's happening? How are you? I'm doing okay. How how you guys doing? How you guys holding up? We're we're hanging in there, you know. We've uh we've gotten to the point now where we're doing like we're moving the table out of the living room and doing full on <laughs> yoga off our television. Lovely. Have, Lovely. Listen, I've gotten really into the home workouts, the yoga. Good. I haven't tried it yet, but you know. <laughs> but you just like good. the idea of it? Yeah, the your mental good. is there. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, Kaz, uh, as everybody in the world knows, you are a huge, if not the biggest, WWE fan. Are you on board with WrestleMania still happening? Is it still happening? Yes. 
Yes, I'm I'm one thousand on one thousand percent on board with WrestleMania still happening. Uh not just because uh I really believe people need that distraction, um and they need to be able to uh just watch something because it's Everything in the world right now is just so damn depressing and, and, and terrible. I know every time I watch Raw SmackDown and NXT and uh, even AEW that is still going on uh, throughout this, uh, you know, epidemic, I mean, pandemic uh, with empty crowds, I'm still finding myself enjoying it because I just need something. And uh, if there's anything that the WWE does is that they always step up uh, when the world needs some sort of entertainment or where they need you know, something to, you know, really get people's minds off of what's going on in the world. And I think right now is their biggest challenge to date and putting on their biggest show of the year without a crowd and, uh, you know, just being creative enough to keep it, um, keep it interesting and keep it fun. So, well, yeah, how do they, how do do they, how do they like, you know, show off or like talk like they would to a crowd of, you know, 20,000 people, but with no one there? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. So uh, if you've been watching the TV or watching, like, Raw or SmackDown. We haven't, no. This yeah. past week. <laughs> I know you haven't. But <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, in, in a weird way, it, it's there's a new way that I can kind of enjoy the show now because, you know, a big part of pro wrestling isn't just the action, it's the promos. It's, you know, people, you know, talking shit back and forth to each other. And without the distraction of, you know, a rowdy crowd or doing chants or being able to get cheered, um, a lot of the stories have been able to progress even better just so, you know, you can kind of see just how good these guys are at speaking. And so you're saying that the crowd at... was holding it back the entire time? <laughs> not, not, not the entire time. But I think there's, uh, there's, there's a small part. I always say the, the worst part about wrestling is wrestling fans because, you wow. know, they're, they're you know, a lot of times they try Eric, talking to, about us. to get themselves <laughs> Big wrestle heads that we are. And it, it, exactly. But, you know, just as a fan of storytelling and a fan of original content, you know, it's almost like without the distraction of other people, it's just one-on-one, you know, people just sharing dialogue with one another. Because you, 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 were, you were a writer for WWE for a good part of a year, and you... Uh, if you were in the situation now, yeah, pitch us five storylines. Would you would you have any of the promo uh, be Corona involved? Like, would a threat be like, you know, yo, I'll take masks away from you? Or, no, you, you have know. to beat up coronavirus. <laughs> Hit it with a chair. I, I, I wouldn't. I would. I would not touch that at all, man. I think people uh, tune into the product to get away from the real world, and the more that you involve real world stuff that are affecting people that could be watching the show i think you know it, it could get a little tacky and it could get a little uh you know it could get whack and i don't think anybody wants to enjoy that so um not totally mad at them doing that but if i were to involve a coronavirus storyline i would like go up to a lot of there's a lot of old wrestlers out there it's like your goldberg your undertakers like guys that are still wrestling guys that are gonna be performing at wrestlemania that are Pushing closer to 60 at this point. So, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if somebody came up to and just like do like a big cough on somebody's neck or somebody. Oh, God. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> dark. Yeah, wait. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen. Wrestling's dark sometimes, man. I like that Kaz this entire time is like, oh, like, you know, we want to keep things light, <laughs> want to keep things fun. <laughs> no, um, how I did mean, you feel? Life, absolutely, yes. How did you feel when Peter Rosenberg made the heel move and returned? 
back to WWE, or is that a face move? Uh, you know what? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was a good baby face move. Uh, <laughs> I love Pete. Uh, you know, I think Pete's one of those guys that uh, when you talk about people who uh, really helped um, get pro wrestling a lot of mainstream appeal. Um, clearly, he's not The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin or any of these guys that people know about pro wrestling. But he's used his outlet like with Hot 97 and with ESPN. So, you know, really legit, help legitimize uh, professional wrestlers and sports entertainers in, um, for, for lots of people. You know, like, I know a lot of people who listen to Hot 97 and be like, oh, shit, Ric Flair's on the show? Like, oh, I know Ric Flair. Like, oh, shit, I know this guy, you know? And, he, and he's done that a lot. And um, he's done that for a long time. So, well, all right. So, the company recognizes his efforts and, and, and brought him back on uh, is a testament to what he does. What do you have at home now way too much of, and what do you really need right now? Oh, my God. I have way too many snacks. <laughs> I have way too many snacks. Like, I, like, dude, I've ran through so many uh, golden Oreo cereals. <laughs> I've ran through so many cold cuts. I ran through so many uh, spicy nacho Doritos. Wait, um, golden Oreo cereal? Yo, golden Oreo cereal. Not golden cereal. Golden, uh, golden O's. Cereal, I think. Um, yeah, it's like flavored golden Oreos, but it's shaped in the O. Oh my God, it's it's it's, it's cracking the bowl. They're just sitting That's there calling your name. Are you a child? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I have a bowl right in front of me. Like, I just finished recording for the New York Post. I just finished doing Big Apple Buckets a few minutes ago, and I was about to grab some breakfast. So I was like, "Fuck, I gotta do, I gotta do Jeff and Eric real fast." But that bowl was calling me. Yeah. That bowl was absolutely calling me. And what are you most in need of right now? Um, people. Yeah, well, like, yeah. I just didn't realize how much I miss people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I enjoy my solitude. I enjoy being home a lot. I'm, I'm, I've become much more of a homebody in the, in the, in the latter years of my life. <laughs> what? Well, latter years of my life. <laughs> yeah, but, Jesus. Know, like what? In, how, in the recent. In the, are you like Goldberg the age? Years, <laughs> I'm definitely the type of guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I'm 80 years older. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I enjoy being home a lot. And, you know, when we first heard that, like, okay, like, you're going to have to stay home for a couple of days. And, oh, yeah, this is this is light work. But, you know, man, like, I just, you know, the, the energy of people is something I just miss a lot, you know. Do you have so, a lot of foot traffic in front of your um, apartment or house or where do you live? So I, I got a home now in Jersey. Uh, that I live with, with my girl out here, and uh, you know it's 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 great. It's uh, we're in a nice dead end street, so oh, so no foot traffic. A lot of craziness and stuff. So you see no foot traffic. Like I, it's real quiet out yeah, there. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, it's quiet everywhere. But I was. I was looking at our window just now, and I was just like, man, I should attach like a sign and just says like, this is how this is how starved for attention I am. <laughs> yeah, I was. Think about uh, putting up a sign that just said, like, say hi, and we would leave our window open. Oh, all right. You and want- then it would have that safe distance of, like, 20 feet to the street. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. No, it's, it's a point where it's like I, I just see random strangers outside and we'll just wave to each other. In a weird way. Like, I don't want to sound too much like Thanos a little bit. <laughs> but, like, just kind of seeing, you know, I went to go dr- a few days ago. I went to go drive to uh, go pick up some dogs. Do we lose cause? Yes. I think we might have lost him. All right, we're going to try him back again.
Yo, that was like the biggest cliffhanger ever. You went for a drive and nothing. <laughs> oh, my bad, guy. So, so I went for a drive to go pick up some dog food, and um, I'm on Route 5 on the highway, and I'll never forget it. Like, I had to stop in the middle of the highway to a school of geese cross the street. Like, and, and this is just like a, a regular, like, street. This is like one of the busiest roads in New Jersey. And I'm, I don't think, I can tell you the last time I've just seen a, a school of geese cross the street, like like in a fairy tale book or something like that, like Aesop's Fables or something. So, and I'm just like, wow, like nature's kind of coming back. People are quieter. Everyone's like really nice and trying to like get through this whole thing together and be really thoughtful. So like, you know, without the, 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 the dread of what's eventually going to happen. Yeah, I mean, like, know, it, like it does sound say, like the first episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm very worried like, about where this know, goes. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's one of those things that's like, you know, clearly this is awful. But I mean, like, you know, when this whole thing is over, I hope we can take, you know, some of the, the, the good things about, you know, quarantining and social distancing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I think daps are overrated. I don't need anyone touching my hands anyway. So I'm right. like, oh, great. I don't need to shake hands. Perfect. <laughs> so, um, you know, like, but, you know... Yeah, like, I think Mother Nature just kind of put the entire world on time out. And was like, listen, this is the only way everybody's just going to calm the fuck down and sit down right now. And, you know, we were, the, the earth was, was suffering and the country was suffering. And, you know, hopefully this kind of puts everything in perspective into what's important in life. Your family, the people that you love, the people that you talk to every day, um, your neighbor, your fellow man. like And, clearly, and WrestleMania, me, right, you, yeah. I think it's a beautiful <laughs> message. I will say I do not think that Mother Nature is a sentient being that thought anything about how we were treating the Earth. I think that this was just like, oh, you know, you, you have a wet market and, uh, you know, a disease forms and, and transfers to humans and, and fucks everything up. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> so let me just like, you know, well, I mean, put a, be a wet blanket. God works in mysterious ways, man. Like things happen for reasons that could be proved scientifically and it could absolutely be, you know, with, with your faith, man, depending on where it is. You just kind of never know where, why things happen. But What if this I was, was God's way of telling me to, to buy a Nintendo <laughs> NES, which I did do. <laughs> And that's what this is all about. I would, uh, you know what? You're living a life good because I would give everything to have like a Nintendo 64 right now. Ooh, oh, same. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, Super Mario 64, Star Fox. Yo, Golden Eye. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Golden Eye is the move. Golden Eye. Oh, I would kill for some Golden Eye. Right <laughs> like now, slappers like, only. These video games don't have the soul that we grew up with, man. Like, I need some cheesy graphics. I need, like, Pierce Brosnan to have those, like, blocked out <laughs> triangle shaped faces that he had. Yeah, and I yeah. remember seeing that as a teenager and be like, oh, my God, it looks so real. Like, it's, it's, it's great. Wait, by we, the way, speaking of slappers before. only, you say that Madonna has none. <laughs> Zero. Never. Never a good song. Not one. Is, you, okay. You can, and trust me, I've heard every argument. I've heard, oh, what about this? 
No, not a single one. I don't think nobody in the history of ever has been driving in the car and, and Madonna comes on and they're like, yo, turn that Madonna up. Yo, like, that's factually incorrect. What do you mean <laughs> nobody ever? It's a lie. You're lying to yourself. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> Cause both do. Hell be no. Before, before we let you go, uh, you have a new podcast that's called Say Less. Uh, talk about Say Less. <laughs> Yeah, Say Less is just, uh, you know, I, I just recently left Flagrant 2, and uh, I wanted to do something that kind of, like, spoke more to my soul, and Say Less is more of a podcast that has me, you know, talking with people that I just admire, and yes, it's, it's sports-leaning, it's music-leaning, but at the end of the day, these are just people that I just really admire, I love to hear their stories, I love to hear where they come from, and uh, we're putting it out one every day uh, until this quarantine is over, and then, um, you know... I had planned initially to shoot it in a studio and, you know, have this whole live stream set up ready to take place. It was really dope, but obviously that's been put on hold. But until then, we'll be doing daily interviews, about 30 minutes to an hour every day. So far, we've had Van Lathan from The Ringer, Roz Golden Woody from uh, First Take. Uh, we had Beat Out on today's episode. We got Rosenberg on tomorrow's episode. My um, guy Swerve uh, Strickland. I mean, Swerve Scott from NXT and WWE is on the show. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's getting fun. It's getting fun. And in a weird way, it's definitely helped. Uh, and it's been very therapeutic with all this downtime that I've had. So um hope you guys subscribe to it. It's on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you can get podcasts. Well, right on. Kaz, uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay creative, stay home. And stay eating those golden Oreos. <laughs> Which sound disgusting. Absolutely. <laughs> love you guys. I love you love too. You. We'll take care. Soon, Sounds good. Stay safe, guys. Love you. All right, peace. All right, now we're going to go uh, back to Queens. And let's see if we can get... I almost typed Queens into the phone. I saw that. I was like, what is going on? Are we, talking, get are we calling Queen Latifah? <laughs> Mike Geronimo on the phone. This is long-awaited. This is much-anticipated... Hello? Mike Geronimo. Who's this, my guy? <laughs> <laughs> this guy? You, yo, Mike, do you do you pick up every do you pick up every phone call with that type of energy? Uh huh. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. My kids are like, one sec. Okay, go. Say it again, bro. I, I was saying, <laughs> well, first of all, shout out to you. Uh, I was looking at your Instagram earlier, and you are very involved, not only in your kids just full time, but especially now that they're at home. How has life changed for you on a day-to-day -day basis having them around? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a mixture of things. Like, I mean, one, first and foremost, my guys are like, everything in the world to me, bro. So having, being with them every moment is dope, unquestionably. Do we have moments where it's a lot? Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you've got three kids. Um, I have three sons. My youngest is four. That's Morgan. My oldest is eight. That's Mikey. My middle son, Matthew, he's six. Maddie has autism. Mm. Um, he's mid to high range on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So that presents a whole different set of challenges, bro. But all in all, I'm just appreciative every day that, you know, like I wake up, I put my lips on everyone's forehead. Mm -hmm. My wife does the same. And then from there, it's just, all right, 
they're okay, so whatever else has to unfold today, let it be. We'll be fine. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, so, so, and all of this, bro, like, they're my, my main, main, main concern, bro. And as long as they get up and continue to pester me about, like, I think this is my youngest. Oh, no, this is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so my youngest... My youngest gets up every day, Dad, can we play WWE? And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, let's do that. You know, the oldest just started a YouTube channel yesterday. So, awesome, love that. Yeah, so as long as they're doing that, and Matt, Matt's cool. He just loves watching, um, what's his favorite movie now? Uh, he just loves watching, like, Star and and. Frosty the Snowman oh, yeah. and Snoopy and so you know he has his remote he watches his movies he's good to go if I see all of that I'm okay that's the dope. rest I'll get through and you shout know? out shout out to their teachers too who are still involved uh, just from behind a yeah. computer screen now yeah like my son's teachers all of them all three of my boys their teachers have been nothing short of amazing bro and just the things we've gone through in terms of establishing, you know, like the the chain of communication, you know, with the school and, and, and logging into the system. And there's a lot of glitches, but they've been absolutely uh, above and beyond the call, just assisting every parent with making sure that we can get everything activated. So they did that, and it's a little different, like I said, because... um you know, they, they see all their buddies on, like, the screen. And the upside is I think that, like, the kids in my son's generation, they're, they're way more computer savvy than we'll ever be. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> so it gave me a kick the other day because Mikey was, like, you know, in his classroom, virtual classroom, but I saw the excitement on his face with responding to questions, and that's the good part. The hard part is his Xbox is like 10 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then the other thing that I said to my wife, I said, you know, a lot of kids may fall through the cracks because this one puts a lot of responsibility on the child and it puts a lot of responsibility on the parent that yeah. wasn't necessarily there before all of this mayhem. Mm -hmm. And so it's really up to the parent to to steer the boat figuratively speak. So and uh, yeah, yeah, guys. No, I was I was just I was just thinking about the fact that uh, raising a child during these times has to be probably the most challenging uh, of the times that we've even known. You know, because we grew up and and at least you know government has never been perfect by a long shot by a long shot. But you right. could always count on institutions during uh, weather related uh right. incidents or if, yeah, or, or national crisis exactly yeah. and now it's like just throw that all out the window and pray that like you know you have a good governor or a good mayor in town and they're doing their job you know i mean i i don't i can only speak to myself but i my wife i've told my wife in the last week and a half two weeks that we have to thank God that we have Andrew Cuomo. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because if we didn't have him, like, I feel actually worse. I feel bad for states 
that are controlled by people that have their own agenda or that have agendas along party lines. Yeah. Yep. And the the part that is the most distasteful and most disturbing and just doesn't add up is the fact that this is not a time for anyone to look, give a shit about what political party they belong to. This is not a time for anybody to sit back and say, okay, well, this may fuck with poll numbers. Nope. Or I might have to remember to do a favor for this senator or this congressional member because that's a red state or that's a blue state. Right. Or that's part of my, my base. And this isn't a time for any of that shit. Or, or that we focus on the economy because it's going to help your reelection chances. I mean, it's... It, it makes no fucking sense, bro. Like, I don't know how many people watch the press conference that Cuomo just gave. You can tell that he was trying his best to not let his emotions get the better of him because he's trying to be everybody's dad right now. Yeah. And the stark reality of what he just laid out this afternoon, it should hit people in the fucking face the same way that Deontay got punched in his face. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to this Deontay, that's my men. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, that's my people. You know, shout out to him. But I say that is to say, in a figurative way, this couldn't hit you any harder in your fucking face. So for anyone to be under the notion that you're going to jumpstart this country in terms of employment in the next couple of weeks, when this thing is not just doubling every two days, it's damn near tripling every two days. It it's makes no fucking sense. No sense. You won't, yeah. you won't need money if you don't have a fucking population. And if you do have people that aren't taken out by this angel of death, guess what? They won't physically be in shape to go back out. And there's no proof 100%. 100%, which is why it is vital. It is imperative that they allow this, these medical people, professionals, to, to to study this thing and to give an accurate prognosis based on the facts that only a medical um, that only medical personnel can give. Yeah. If they do not allow that, if they worry so fucking much about the S and T and the Dow and all this other bullshit that won't matter much without the personnel there, they're gonna be in for a rude awakening. Or the the or or worse that they will not wake up the next day, you know. I'm gonna be honest, bro. I don't have faith in them waking up. No, yeah. And I don't think they're gonna wake up until about three weeks from now, when they start turning on their televisions and looking at the screens of their smartphone, and they're seeing the footage of how exhausted these nurses, these doctors, these surgeons, these these policemen. Oh. Yeah, or even the when delivery start, people, or the, even delivery the cashiers. Like yeah, the, the cashiers. The, it baffles. It, it just baffles thought. It really does. It and, feels like the dark ages right now, and 
you know, I it's 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 hard to figure out like how to save the world and you feel so small, you know? Yeah. Like I, I saw the um how India's responding, which is that nobody is allowed outside their homes for 2 weeks. I mean, and it's just like you sort of have to bite the bullet. You have, you to. have to because otherwise it's people are going like bodies are going to be piling it's, up. It's, it's it's preposterous, bro. It, 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 it's fucking asinine to come out and tell people I have some sort of a magic crystal ball that tells me in two fucking weeks we'll all have a herd immunity and we'll all be able to go back to fucking work because this lieutenant governor in Texas. Oh my God. Fuck him. Him. Uh, yeah. It's... And I hate, I hate to be that, that real about it, but sometimes you have to curse because person is the only thing that lets the person in front of you know how serious you are about how you feel and your thoughts. Unquestionably. Fuck them. A- absolutely fuck them. Period, um, point blank, fuck them. How's how's your mental state overall, like, just being indoors, uh, being away from, from everyday life right now? Mm-hmm. I'm cool, bro, because ironically enough, before all of this started, I actually been in my house for three months. <laughs> Is that because your leg? Yeah, I had a knee injury. Um, it wasn't severe, severe. Like, thank God it wasn't my ACL, but it was enough where I had to be off my feet whether I liked it or not. Yeah. So I literally have been in my house, with the exception of going to physical therapy and, and my doctor. Like, I've been in my house since the week after moving. Man. Wait, how is your leg now? Yeah, so, pardon? What'd you say, bro? How is your leg now? It's good. It's good. Like that. Personally, that's a bright spot. Like, um, you know, I got a, a couple of months still before I'm able to fully walk without crutches. But the good part is the surgery that they're suggesting for me is it's kind of optional. It's not of necessity. Mm. Um. So it's just about letting my leg mend on its own. So I'm okay. That's you know, good. I'm okay on that. And it gets stronger every day, so I'm fine, bro. I appreciate it. Um, I do want to ask a couple questions. We 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 had a uh, Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park on yesterday. We had A Track and Dave One from Chromio on, and everybody was like, "I'm a huge so, Lincoln Park fan." So yeah. hearing Mike Shinoda makes me be like, "Yo, like, <laughs> <go ahead." laughs> But like, I want to know because um, all three of those guys, by the way, I- independent of knowing that you were you know scheduled to come on the podcast today, all three of those guys mentioned you. And we were like, yo, that's crazy. Something's in the air. What? Yeah, I yeah. swear to God. Like, like, it wasn't like we were just like giving up our entire like guest list. Like yeah. each of them mentioned you independently. Wow. I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> they were all listen, I appreciate they, it, bro. They were they were all singing your praises. Um I know that you've been in this game for a minute, so I just want to know like who gave you the best advice of your life? Who gave me the best advice in my life? And what it was, is that what you said? Yeah, who? Um, in terms of who gave me the best advice in my life, I'm very, very, very happy to say it was my dad. Um, my dad passed away maybe six years ago. Mm. Um, but I think the best piece of advice that I ever got was my dad would always tell me and my brother, and just just to give a, a quick background on my dad, my dad was a New York City cop. Like, my dad and my uncles were all cops. 
My dad was military. I spent a good part of my childhood at the 369th Armory in Harlem, mm. Harlem Hellfighters. So that's the kind of guy my dad was. You know, but my dad would always tell me and my brother, well, actually two things. The first thing he would say is, Michael, don't ever forget everything is relative. Hmm. And when I got older, I asked him, I was like, what do you mean by that? And my dad would say, don't ever think that what happens here doesn't have a part to, to do with what happens there. And don't think that all these different pieces of whatever it is in front of you aren't connected. Hmm. Always keep that in mind. And he was right. And I think the other thing that he taught me was there's a hundred percent of everything, eighty percent of it's bullshit, twenty percent of it is the fact. Always cover the twenty percent that matters first, then worry about the other eight. And if you do that, you'll get the truth out of anything. That's dope. That's dope. And so, I, and. It's so weird, bro, because going through all of this, one of the biggest things that I've been saying to myself is I'm so thankful that I had the person I had as my dad. You know, and he may not have been everything in every way, but I'm so glad that he taught us what he taught us because it, in a weird way, seems to be coming into play now, you know? Mike, so, yeah, uh, down. yeah, before before we uh, get out of here, uh, do you have a couple mm -hmm. of, of stories? We want to talk a little music, if we could. Uh, can you sure. tell us, when you were coming up, what Queens was like and what the energy was like for someone like you to really represent for your borough and and for for that time in the, in the 90s? It was lit, man. Like, it was just, it was lit, and I just think it was one of those things that, it won't happen again. Like, I was fortunate, you know, like, growing up, my next door neighbor was a large professor. Man. So the first person I was even allowed to go outside with, you know, your mom back then, everybody's mom would ask, who are you outside with? <laughs> Were you, with the, you know, and then you would say, oh, well, I'm with JJ, or I'm with this one. But I would always be with large, and my mom would always be like, okay, if you look for me, cool. So I was fortunate in the sense that that was literally the first person I knew coming outside of my house. Man. Actually... And... Uh-huh, got it. No, like, while we're here, I mean, like, could we could we talk about, like, um, what was your relationship like... What was your relationship like with Big Pun? Oh, well, Pun... Pun was... Pun was my bro, man. Like, I was honored that Pun wouldn't even call me Mike. He would always call me Twin. Mm. You know, so... And we would laugh, and... We would bug out, and he would call me, like, if he did it, ended up doing a show in Queens, he might just randomly call me and be like, yo, Twin, come to such and such, I'm performing, I want you to come. And I would do it. You know, and Pun to me was one of those people that I, I met, fortunately, in music, where I think if we'd have never shared music in common, I could have still met him, and that would have still been a friend to me. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people meet me quick and you just like, same thing with y'all. You know, like, it, it wouldn't have mattered how I met you. Yep. We just would always be cool. And he was that too, you know? Absolutely. So 
And you know, sure. you know how close we are with the locks. Can you talk about knowing them at a young age? Yeah, they, 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 it was an honor to meet them, bro, and to work with them, and, and to, to, to go to Yonkers. Like, I remember Herb taking me to Yonkers when, you know, X lived there still, and I remember one day in particular where I damn near spent like a whole day in Yonkers with them. I want to say they had a car wash or something like yeah. that, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember chilling the whole day pretty much like with with um with Sheep and and um and see. I think Jada was there for a minute and then he ended up going somewhere, but I never forget it because it was a cool day. You know what I mean? And it was weird because, you know, like Rough Riders and Rockefeller and Murder Inc., we were kinda all kinda joined in the sense that Irv was a central hub to each three of these crews. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think from that, like, it, it wasn't a, a, a contrived friendship with anybody. Like, we just all naturally had uh, respect for each other. And we just all naturally had, you know, admiration in the sense of the talents that, it, that you know, we shared, that we had, like, I remember hearing Jada and Styles the first time ever, and I was like, I don't know who these niggas is, but they are the truth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and they compelled you to, to go home and be like, all right, I got to build a better mousetrap. <laughs> you know, like, this is what's on the horizon. So just to get the opportunity to work with them in the studio and to get the opportunity to 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 you know, to, to kind of be linked because, as I said, all three of the camps were kind of, we kind of were one foot. You know what I mean? And and it's an honor and it's a privilege and just on a personal you note know, in terms of, of, of them as people, they're intelligent and they're good folk and they also don't take no shit. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and, that, and, and I think all those things, you know, that's what, that's what makes me say as looking at them as friends like I'm honored that they are comrades that I have in this life you know so totally those my guys forever forever bro well Mike so good like catching up with you right now um likewise man I, I feel like we have to do like a that. full episode like when this is all over and you can actually come over to our apartment, we can hang out. We haven't seen you in like way too long. We'll do a full hour, hour and a half episode talking Yo, about the full journey. Bro, you guys know I, I, I'm there no matter what. Let's let's all get through this in one piece and, and, and let's all just get to that day where we can all be in one spot laughing, joking, drinking, smoking, and just being like, damn, man, I'm glad that shit quit, and I'm glad we all are right. I'm there, bro. Absolutely. Yo, love to you, love to your sister. Yeah, everybody, please. Thank you. Yeah, stay safe out there. Uh, shout out to your wife and your kids. Uh, all love, Thank Mike. You. And, uh, and we'll and talk and to you soon, all right? To y'all. I love y'all. I, I give my best to y'all, your families, your loved ones, your friends. Stay strong. If I if I'm able to do anything and and you may need it, anything, don't hesitate to call. Like we family, bro. We, we appreciate you, Mike. So I appreciate y'all as well, and I'm sending y'all all all the good energy and 
all the best hopes that I can from my heart. Thank you, bro. All love, love Mike. Take care. Uh, all right. Shout out to Big Body. Shout out to our guy, Kazim. And shout out to Mike Geronimo. Jeff, we back tomorrow? We are back tomorrow. We are back the next day. We are back every single day until this ends. As always, guys, not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>